Hello and cast. I'm Julia, and today we have a very special guest speaker with us. His name is Ty, and Ty is the founder of Occultish, which is an online community and a school for witches and magic folks. So we have Ty with us today. Ty, say hello. Hey, everybody. How's everyone doing? I'm really excited to be here and share uh, some of my journey and experience with everyone and get to talk with Julia some more on the podcast. So I can't wait. Yes, and we're very happy to have you with us. It's going to be a very cool episode. Um, so you can find the group Occultish. It's going to be spelled out O-C-C-U-L-T-I-S-H on Instagram. And his tag name is occult.ish. Or is it occultish or occult.ish? It's occult.ish is okay, the, so- uh, the app. Okay, so it's occult.ish and their website is occultishemporium.com. Um, they also have a Facebook page. Um, I don't know why I'm saying face. They, sorry. He also has a Facebook page and it's going to be a cultish as well. So it's a pretty cool kind of Facebook page where you can kind of meet like different witches, different magic folk. And it's a really cool way to like integrate into the witch community. So before we kind of get into Ty's occultish page and like everything about him and like witchcraft and everything, we're going to pull a tarot card of the day. And we're going to talk about it and kind of like get a get a, like an overview of what tarot card means to tie and like uh, what I kind of think it is and divination, like I said in the previous episode, um, it's a huge tool to use for looking in your inner self. Um, I use tarot cards personally. So the card that I'm pulling today happens to be the Queen of Cups. So typically the cup suits, they represent emotion and cups usually coincide with water and brings out the element to its fullest form. So in this deck we see, or in this card, we see a queen in her magical chair. Uh, she's holding a chalice, which is a cup, and she's gazing into it as if she was searching for some sort of clarification. And this card to me represents some sort of psychic development or coming together of someone that's important in your life. And you're gonna share that power and knowledge and grow together. So for the card of the day in this episode, um, we have Ty with us and it tells me that we're bringing, you know, someone magical to the episode and we're going to harness our powers together to create something monumental and magical. So that's kind of my perception of what I pulled for the card of the day. Um, Ty, why don't you tell us what you think? Uh, I definitely agree with, with everything you said. The cups really, um, it's really an embodiment of our emotional center. I actually did a little, a little quick look up on this one for my deck and it represents wind and water, which I think is really interesting. Um, I'm actually a Pisces and you're a Gemini, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And so that's kind of cool because it it's the union of kind of that intellectual and that emotional self, which I think the queen in the picture on the card really represents. She's staring so contemplatively into her cup before the ocean void. And it's like, it definitely is the merging of those things of, of the mind and kind of the soul at the same time. So I, I definitely think that this uh, like represents that kind of coming together uh, to create something and it's, it's something creative and something, um, you know, with, with air it represents intellect and sometimes, uh, like orders, you know, like a kind of a sit, like a system or a situation, which is essentially your podcast, right? Yeah. And, and my page, the two things are coming together. So it's definitely yeah, my interpretation. Oh, absolutely. I'm on the same page with you. Like, um, kind of just creating this podcast and with your, occultish pages on instagram and facebook i think it's a nice way to kind of help bring the community of witches together or bring everyone from around the world even together 
because everything Instagram I know and Facebook is pretty universal. And, you know, before um, I created this podcast, I've been looking for a place that I could actually be myself. And when I found your Instagram and your Facebook page, I was so relieved to find, um, you know, a place where I can just speak my mind and not feel judged or, or kind of just like, that people saying negative things about me about like how I feel about magic so I just want to say thank you for creating those two platforms for me to kind of like find for people to find because I think it's a really cool way to integrate yourself into witchcraft and to kind of just find like-minded people and be okay with just speaking your mind so um, you know I wanted to ask how did you get started uh, to create a cultish and like what exactly is your kind of like mission statement for it? Yeah, uh, definitely. I, I started it officially about two years ago. Um, it's kind of been on and off since then. And then recently I put started putting a lot more time into it, but I originally started it because my life had taken a change where I'd met um, like kind of my first really like close group of friends who were all practicing uh, witches and different varieties of magic folk. And I really wanted to create a space for everybody like on the internet where there was like a sense of transparency and like open mindedness to magic because a lot of traditions have this kind of habit of being like, you know, behind the closed doors kind of secretive. And for me, that's like not really that much of magic. That's like a part of it for certain traditions, but it's not like what real magic is in my experience. It's such an open and beautiful thing. And so many people are happy to share their knowledge. And I just really wanted to make a space that uh, made that possible for everybody, you know? Yeah, definitely. And like I was saying earlier, you know, we're, I'm very grateful that you've made that sacred space or that Thank safe you. place for all of us to kind of like gather together. And, you know, like, I just want to know more about you and kind of like how you practice your magic or, um, and what kind of label you call yourself as, but want to start first with um when did you start practicing magic and how old were you uh when i first started i was pro i mean I, so i have a kind of a funny history with this like i grew up in a family that was a variety of different religions and i had a few people that were really close to me and they were uh practicing witches of of different degrees and it, it, they weren't so open about it but a lot of stuff we did together was like really resembling of it like I did Reiki healings as like a five and six year old. And like my aunt used to like teach me about like all the different like deities and angels and the colors and what they represented. So it was kind of ingrained early on, but it took a long time to wake up to that. You know, it was probably, yeah, for sure. I was probably 25 when it fit, like when I really like started recognizing like what I was doing was magic and calling it that. So that was six years ago. I'm 31 now. And, um, I I realized it was funny when I made my first book of shadows, I went back through some old notebooks and realized I had an entire spell book that I was just calling a journal, you know, and there's yeah. like all these rituals and notes and things I had done. And I've actually come to realize that too, with a cultish that a lot of people starting their magic are not exactly like, Oh, starting fresh. They're kind of like realizing things they've been doing are actually magic all along. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Because I know with my book of shadows, I had like a throwaway journal when I was younger. And I would just kind of start rhyming and doing small spells that I didn't even know were spells at the time. And, you know, kind of like evolved into me just like throwing everything together. And then in my book of shadows, it just was created out of nothing. Yeah. And then you have all your notes together. And you're just like, bam, got it. 
And yeah, it's beautiful. I think that is really unique how you kind of came to your book of shadows. But um, so want to talk about also what type of magic do you feel drawn towards the most? And what, what is your practice like? So, I mean, it's kind of ever evolving, to be perfectly honest. Like originally, it was very much so like I didn't identify with any type of magic. I think for me, it was like really important for me to pave my own path in magic. I, uh, I, have, I have a degree in literature and I've studied a lot of um, just a lot of different books and texts. And a lot of them have a lot of like occult and witch and magic knowledge like in, in intertwined in them and things so i really wanted to not be influenced by any of that i was kind of trying to forget all of that at the time mm-hmm. um and I, I started out really open-mindedly and kind of like started with like drawing sigils i'm an artist and i like to do like drawings on everything and paint my walls and i just i always add a personal drawing to every item i have so i just started doing sigils right mm-hmm. like what an easy way to like embody magic into every item that i owned yeah and from there it grew and I, I started meeting some like really key people in my life. Um, I met Mark from Astro Matrix, which is an astrology app that I, I work very closely with. And he introduced me to, he gave me my first tarot deck and introduced me to astrology, which was pretty much my first like studied practice. Like at that point I started like studying on a daily basis, like tarot, what it represents, astrology, what it represents. And it was, this was all coinciding with this like really massive spiritual awakening I was having. And from there, it's really grown. I mean, nowadays I still do tarot like every day. I read people's tarot cards a lot when my friends come over. I mean, I I do astrology like five times a day because I work so closely with that app. Mm -hmm. Um, But my, I'm really, really right now into like a lot of herbalism, a lot of garden magic, a lot of kitchen magic. I'm really just kind of getting to the point where um, I've learned to make a lot of my own ingredients. And from there, I'm able to kind of like imbue every part of my life with magic. And it's been really, really magical for me. And and everybody I live with is really into it. And it's, it's so nice to be in like, just such a supportive group of people that are able to practice like, just so many different varieties of it. Like no matter what it is, like we're cooking a meal and it's like, I make a, you know, I make this, the star, the pentagram on my like eggs with my spinach or something. You that know? is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just fun to do stuff like that. And my friends, we're all super into it and we're all artists. So we have like a ton of fun with it from like photo shoots to short films to um, kind of just like everyday life type stuff. Like it's, it's something that's really, really a part of me and, even more so now with the cultish, you know. Yeah, because like you were saying earlier, it's really easy to incorporate magic into your everyday life. And, you know, you just kind of just give examples. You use it in art, you use it in cooking, you use it in like different varieties of, you know, gardening and everything. And I think that's huge because everyone, I feel like the majority of people, they think magic, you have to just, you know, read tarot cards and um, kind of just start summoning spirits or something and, and make pentagrams. And I think that's like a really broad kind of way of like describing what magic is because I know magic is a lot more than that I mean yes you can do those things but I don't think it's necessary for people to think that that is the way things have to be would you agree yeah I 100% agree with that I mean a lot of that has to probably do with you know some cultural things happening and like the kind of general culture towards like witchcraft and magic. Like it's really popular right now. So there's this kind of like Hollywood flair it gets. I don't hate it. I like, I like dressing up like a witch. So <laughs> I'm okay <laughs> with that aspect of it. But at the same time, um, 
I definitely think that's like the perception of it, but it's so much deeper than that. If you really think about like, what is a witch? Where does that word come from? What are the traditions of magic? And it really is so deeply ingrained with nature and everyday life that um, that's what makes it so much fun to do on, you know, in every other part of your, of your life. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, like when you were describing how you make different kinds of herbs and like different kinds of cooking methods I feel like is that like a part of hoodoo magic as well or I I don't know I can't speak on voodoo magic and I um I am careful about magics and their traditions I like to learn about them but I don't necessarily practice things that are not available to like kind of my history and my ancestral line if that makes sense yeah totally um but I do know that herbal magic is super powerful because it is the literal like manifestation and creation of, of what you want when it comes to your health and it comes to your body and it comes to all of these things because it's like, it's like I can literally plant a seed or like a torn off leaf of a plant in the ground. Mm-hmm. And then whatever that plant is, if it's good for me in a certain way, I can put an intention in it every day and it literally grows into something that I can consume and transmute my body into whatever that spell is that is yeah that's absolutely beautiful i didn't really think about that like um do you want to explain more about intention and manifestation and what that kind of means to you and what we can kind of give the listeners or maybe which is if you will kind of like an understanding of what exactly those two things are if they're like a core thing for you yeah i mean intention and and, um will are like I think essential in magic, I think they're essential in life, regardless of what path or history that you decide to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, but in magic in particular, they're really powerful because that's, that's essentially how you're building your spell. If you look at it like a building or I don't know what's something people build, build all the time, a fort, whatever it is yeah. that you're building, <laughs> you have to have these, like you have to have these things, you have to have this foundation and you have to have these walls and you have to have this flow and for me, the uh, the intention is kind of like, like what the sh- the foundation of the sh- the space is. What 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 is it that you want? What is it that you want to make? What is it you want to manifest? And having a really clear vision of that makes for a really functional building. Yeah. It makes for a very powerful spell at the same time. You know, if you're able to envision exactly how you want this spell to play out in your head, if you know how you want to say it, if you know how you want to make it happen, and you can see every step to it happening, your your spell is gonna come true no matter what because you you can see the path you know you're already walking it yeah and um and then with with that comes the will and for me the will is is showing up every day to do it and you don't have to do it every day like i'm not a type of person that's like super strict about life like there's you're allowed to mess up and have problems you know um but I, i think the will is really like that discipline of showing up for yourself and showing up for your practice and learning to really like build a habit out of it because without that, then you're not, I mean, magic's not, some magic is instant and like, you know, there's a lot of ways that that happens, but if you're trying to really cultivate your life with magic, there's this kind of discipline and will that has to go into it. And I think, I think that's absolutely one of the strongest things, Uh, which leads into the third, which for me is, is when you have intention and you have will, you're able to visualize and, and the act of visualization visualization is, is so powerful. I mean, from, for me, for art, I visualize everything I make in my head before I make it. And just like magic, it doesn't always come out the same way, you know? yeah, but it comes out super similar and it's, it's exactly the thing that I wanted. It's exactly the thing that I needed. 
And, and that's exactly what magic is. And for, for people that are looking to practice, I think really practicing with this concept of intention and trying to be so specific. I mean, if, if there's something you want to bring into your life and you can sit down and, and visualize, you know, at your altar in a quiet space, like visualize every step it takes for that to come, become possible for you, then the ability to execute is just a matter of your will. And now it's just show up for your practice. Oh, absolutely. You said that wonderfully. And I think that intention and manifestation is something that everyone kind of practices in their life without even knowing. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I wanted to kind of get your ideas and kind of like play around with what do you think basic witches 101 would be like kind of for beginner witches like what would you think is the best way to start or to open up your spirituality uh yeah that's a question i've been going around with a lot and i I probably do have a good bit of experience now that i've sent classes to so many people and talked to so many people but for me i think i don't know for me it's always been the spell book it's always been your book of shadows. It's always been your grimoire. You know, that's, those all mean the same things, but it's always been that. And um, it's because for me, that's like where you get to keep a dialogue. That's where you get to keep a record. Even if you're just writing, like just, you know, I get a simple diary prompt. Like what, what, what's today's date? How are you feeling today? What is it that you want to talk about today? And then write some things about it. And it's like, you do that every day and you start, thinking about magic and learning about things that you want to learn about, whether that's tarot or astrology or divination or casting spells or sigils or whatever it is, you start to mix them in there. And when you're done, just like, just like we kind of talked about um, earlier today, it's like when you're done, you look back on these notebooks and like you have, you have a spell book, you know, it's, it, it was just a journal that you, you put intention into. And I, I think that's a really, really important first step. Um, outside of that, it's just, it's just pick what you're interested in, you know, before I was ever called myself a witch or, you know, had an active practice that aligned with witchcraft, I was always interested in, you know, the occult and in magic. And I was always reading books about it and, you know, my herbalism, I'm reading books about gardening and things like that. And it's just, it's just learn about the subjects that, that interest you. And each of them has a practice within them, you know? Yeah. And you'll learn to put these all together and, and create this very synchronized magical practice. Yeah, definitely. And I know that a lot of beginner witches, I feel like I'm starting to branch out of being a beginner and somewhat more of like, I don't know what the next level you would call it, but like someone that's a lot more confident in their practice. What kind of experience? A- <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, experience, definitely. And, you know, like, what would you recommend the next level of witches would be like level two, if you will, like, what what kind of things would you recommend in trying to practice or things that you should look into or research? Because I know there's so many different topics out there, and it's hard to like learn everything at once. So how would you kind of like categorize it? Um, I think I think something that happens after you get through the beginner stage, I don't know if this is for everyone, but it's kind of for me and kind of what I've noticed is a lot of times you kind of start to pick some like specialties, you know, like you're going from high school, you're going to college and you're getting ready to like decide or whatever you're doing after high school, you don't have to go to college, but whatever you're doing after high school, you're like picking your, you're picking your subjects, you know, you're deciding what you want to go learn and what you want to study. So I think for people that are in the intermediate phase, it's really important to start showing up uh, on a more regular basis. I, th- I think that 
creating a habit out of magic is really important at that stage because um, you've kind of, now you have enough information that putting it together into something you can do weekly or monthly or daily or whatever it is, is incredibly powerful. And, And then from there, just dive deeper into your topics. You know, it's like, I might be an experienced, I'm like a moderately experienced witch. I like astrology and I still think I don't know anything, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, when it comes to like herbalism, like, oh my God, I'm so wet behind the ears. Like, I have no idea. Like, I'm just eating like crap I find when I go on hikes, like safely. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's awesome. I don't know what it is, but um, yeah. So you're, you're never going to be like, I mean, isn't that the, that's like what magic's constantly teaching us. It's like, you know, there's no like top of the mountain. You know? Yeah, you're always climbing <laughs> up the mountain, and there's no end to it. Yeah, actually, I have a really cool story about that. Do you do you think we have time for a little story? We have time I, I for it. everything. Everything magic. Cool. This podcast doesn't like it. Doesn't matter if it's like an hour, two hours, or like twenty minutes. This podcast is feels right when it's done. Like when we feel like everything cool. is like kind of just magically put together, if you will. Awesome. I have an amazing story about this. So life is funny, right? Like yeah. when you get to the top of the mountain, you're never at the top. So I was on a camping trip with actually Mark, the guy from Astro Matrix I talked about earlier. Yeah. And we were on this like super cool camping trip in Northern California and we went to Mount Shasta. Wow. And after like a beautiful night sleeping on Medicine Lake, which was like, whew, that was a spiritual night, man. It was so pretty. <laughs> That's awesome. It was so cool. Yeah. And uh, when we were done, we, we heard that there's this mountain made of obsidian. And it was just one mountain over. And I love obsidian. Like, I I was a goth kid growing up. Like, I work in fashion. Like, I like the color black a lot. Black and pink are my colors, if you can't tell from my image. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so I wanted to go get – I wanted to go see the obsidian. I wanted to see obsidian mountain. So uh, we went over – we drove over there. And we got, like, blocked by – sorry, there's an airplane over my head. Uh, we got blocked by like some snow or whatever's going on. We had to, we had to stop the car and we got out and I was like, let's just keep hiking. Like it's not that it can't be that much further, like a mile at most. <laughs> yeah. And we hike in and we're walking and there's little shards of obsidian all over the ground, man. And it's so beautiful. And we're like, they're just really tiny. Though. They're like pebbles of obsidian. Wow. And we, we keep walking and then we like start, the landscape starts to change and it starts to change the redwoods and it starts to get mossy and it, it starts to get, you know, more dirt on the ground and less obsidian. And we're like, what is going on? We don't have a map or anything. We're just kind of like walking on the road. Yeah. And we're like, we walk like two and a half miles, something crazy. Yeah. And we're like, all right, it's not here. Like we got to go back. And we turn around and we walk back. And as we're walking back, we like, you know, we have a different perspective on the mountain and we, we realize there's this little like hook that goes over. Yeah. We're like, oh man, let's go see what this looks like a cool, pretty outlook. Let's go see what it is. And we walk over and we had been on top of the mountain the whole time. What? <laughs> yeah, we did start at the bottom of the mountain because we didn't have the right maps. We started at the top of the mountain. Oh my God. And looking down the mountain, it was just huge chunks of obsidian, like taller than like 10 people. And it's just giant rocks everywhere and pieces everywhere. And I actually, I got my, the centerpiece of my altar. I, asked the mountain if I could have a little piece and I took it home with me and it means a bunch to me and it, it's just funny that's how magic is all the time yeah that, that's a really good story and kind of like a good analogy of like what magic is like you're always going to feel like you're going to be climbing and you're never going to end but then you start at like a certain point and it's just like you keep growing it keeps growing and growing and I think that's a powerful message is that magic is such a huge mountain of knowledge you know, and you can never stop learning. 
A hundred percent. And sometimes you have to go back down the mountain. Yeah, you got to go back down the mountain too to get home. You know, (laughs) you got to start at the roots for sure. Um, And and going back down it, you learn so much more. So it's like, you know, if you're an experienced witch that has something that you really like and you think you've learned, you know, everything there is to know about tarot or astrology, like go pick something else and walk down the mountain a bit, you know, go pick a different avenue of it or go find something really specific about it that you want to dive into. Yeah. Or go pick up a book or a new deck. You know what I mean? And just really, like, go back down the mountain again from the top and you'll learn, you know, so much more. Oh, absolutely. I think, like you just said, you can go up the top and, like, find different topics and kind of make yourself kind of, like, almost like a mastery kind of class. Or you can go back down to the basics. And I feel like the basics is, like, the most important section because, like, you, that's where you kind of, like, start building your altar. That's where you kind of start building mm-hmm. your book of shadows um you start kind of wondering if you're like an eclectic witch or like a divination witch um i don't know if you want to go over the types of witches or classifications there are um because i know there are like a, a lot of different types but like what are the, would you say like the main top five are oh man that's a hard one i, I make a lot of lists of these because i'm always asking people i actually did uh i don't know if you if you got the first email there's like a little like kind of like rite of initiation that's like really simple and sweet and cute or whatever yeah and yeah so that list i made in there i thought was comprehensive and then i went on youtube and i found this youtube witch that had in like an hour and a half she went over over a hundred types of witches that is intense (laughs) it was beautiful and intense and i watched the whole thing anyway um there the the main types I, I think the the real question, it always comes down to me. It's like, do you want to follow a traditional path like Wiccan or paganism? Do you want to follow a more general magical path that's like, you know, modern witchcraft, which is like lots of crystals and tarot and astrology? That, that's a lot of what I, I think I align with is this idea of modern witchcraft. And, and or do you want to do something more like alchemical in the occultish field? You know, there's like these kind of like larger tiers of magic and I, I think within witchcraft like the subcategories are cool and like pick one and become that and then eventually you always end up an eclectic witch yeah i was life. just gonna say you're <laughs> never gonna stop like looking into different kinds of topics because you're gonna you could be like a kitchen witch a little bit of a like a chaotic witch or you could be like yeah. um you know just like a eclectic witch in general because i don't think you can ever just be like one certain classification because there's because you can't just be one thing because you want to learn so many things right so i think that's pretty that's a very kind of broad question that i asked so i know that was hard (laughs) Um, yeah well on that tip too i mean that's like being a witch is so like contemplative of nature and such a worship of nature and that's how nature is you know you can't have you can't have nature without all of the elements oh yeah absolutely what element do you kind of work around towards or like what is your element that is like the number one thing that you go towards like it doesn't have to be because of your astrology sign or anything but like what element do you practice with a lot so i actually did a little test on this the other day i'm going to be coming out with soon and it said that it's only it's mostly air and water Mm -hmm. i'm like 100% 100% air, which is funny. My my moon sign is Aquarius. But it's like almost all air and then water, which is like emotion, you know, and intellect. I personally feel drawn towards the earth. But when I did like a true evaluation of myself, I wasn't as earthy as I was <laughs> watery. Yeah. You know, uh, I also feel a really close connection to the fifth element, which is like spirit. And um, I... 
I am a Pisces, Pisces sun, and I do feel like really, really connected to the spirit realm in a lot of ways. And that's not necessary for witchcraft, I don't think, but it is one of the elements. And it's one that I personally, like I live in that realm a lot, like whether I'm dreaming or I'm studying, like I'm always, always like in my kind of like uh, trying to tap in with that spiritual self and that kind of like spirit, spirit element. Yeah, that's amazing. Because, you know, like there's the four elements, right? Not too many um, people, I think, know about the spirit element. Do you want to kind of clarify what that is? Yeah. So, it, well, that's really specific to witchcraft. Yeah. But I, I think they should account for it in, in regular life anyway. Yeah. Because there's definitely this element of spirit that's happening everywhere. Um, but yeah, in witchcraft, it's the, the four bottom points of the star. I think the top, the top left is water. Top right is air. Mm-hmm. Bottom left is fire, bottom right is earth, or something like that. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, and then the top, the top of the star, the point of the pentagram is is actually spirit, which represents the element of spirit, which is whether that's ancestors or deities or just nature or just it's the life that we feel on this planet. And it's, in my opinion, the kind of source of magic on a lot of levels. Yeah, definitely. And like I say, like I said earlier, not too many people understand what the whole spirit element is. And, you know, I think I'm, I'm starting to explore my way into that and my spirituality perspective, but um, I was going to ask, um, are you part of a coven or are you more of like a solitary witch? And what, what are the differences for you? Um, so I can't call myself solitary because I live in a house with five people that all practice witchcraft. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. We don't call ourselves a coven and we all have like mad different ways of practicing it. Mm-hmm. But um, definitely I have, I have a spiritual family. Like I uh, briefly touched on it earlier, but when I, I had my spiritual awakening, I, I met this house of people in Oakland called, um, they were actually just called grannies. That was the name of the house. I don't know. But the entire house was full of like, the most experienced witches I've ever met in my life. And they really took me and my partner in as part of their family in a really large way. And through them, I was able to really understand how to practice on like a daily basis. So if I had a coven, it would be them. We don't have like, we all live all over the California. So we, we don't practice together like on a regular basis, but we definitely like when we get together, like there's always rune making happening. We're always making like rock circles and sigils and, um actually uh two of them just uh, bought a bunch of land in oregon Mm -hmm. and they're starting a uh basically a magic retreat for for people and it's going to be a really beautiful beautiful place like their house is so cool like especially in like (laughs) you said this was in oregon yeah it's going to be in southern oregon they bought it's so cool they bought this like huge old school hippie compound from the 70s that was run down And it was completely, it's completely trashed. And we've been going up there over the past year. They just moved there full time, but we've been going up there trying to help get it together. And like, it's so cool because the two that are doing it, like they're such magical people. They, they actually just got, got married recently. And um, it was, it was like in a uh, pagan tradition, like a Viking tradition. It was super cool. But uh, anyway, they're, yeah, their land's so cool. Cause like we built this deck and there's like sigils all over the entire house. Like the dude covered the house in sigils. That is amazing. <laughs> and, like, a huge painting of a deer and like inside they have this like beautiful picture of his wife like riding through a steed and like you know like a renaissance style painting like it's so cool there i can't wait for it to get finished yeah for sure (laughs) and like a magical retreat that's like something you never really hear of as well or at least i've never actually heard of a magical retreat so um there's not a lot of them there's a few but not a lot 
Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's, I kind of wanted to go back to your story about occultish. Um, what kind of things are you planning on for the Facebook page and your Instagram and like the Witch Academy? Like what, what are your plans for that? So primarily right now, I'm really focused on trying to get together um, a few educators to help out or to share their knowledge rather. Uh, I definitely have kind of a core schedule I want to make, which is kind of like from Book of Shadows into rituals, into spell work, like kind of core central stuff. But for the offshoot specialty stuff and the stuff for the more like advanced witches, kind of like we were talking about earlier, I really want to bring in a few specialists for that. Mm -hmm. And I have a few people I'm working with uh, either this either this week or next week. I got to talk to her. Um, my friend, Elise Osborne, who is a beautiful tarot reader. Mm -hmm and incredibly experienced she's going to be doing a tarot series teaching people everything about tarot actually the first video is done that is so cool super cool um yeah and i'm working on like just making cooler content that's more absorbable like i want video programming for and keep providing courses i want to do everything for free when it comes to the courses and i want to really keep the education focused on just transparency and uh just like interactive ways to learn you know i'm really really eager to make magic kind of more i hate to say this i feel like people are gonna hate this but like more 21st century you know like there's so many cool ways we can learn this and so many people don't have access to like the resources that i've had access to and so many people aren't able to go travel and do these things especially when they're younger and like i just wish it was like something i found god knows i looked for it you know but it just wasn't there when i was younger so it's like i want to make that available to people so people can start I don't know, I think you can practice, like, super young if you want to. Like, I, I'm super encouraging of that, you know? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like mm. the modern time right now for witches to kind of, like, all collectively come together because, you know, we have things like Instagram, yeah. Facebook, Google, YouTube. There's so many platforms that we can go to where we can learn different things and kind of come together collectively, and I think that's yeah. beautiful. The age of Aquarius, but, um, as some people say. Yeah, definitely. So do you have any other topics you want to kind of talk about or any other questions that, you know, you want to ask? No, I think we did it. I think we covered a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is a beautiful episode. So I'm going to link all your tags on to the episode, like your Instagram, your Facebook page, uh, Witch Academy, um, how you can sign up for that. And I just want to say thank you for being a part of this episode. And I think it's, you know, it's beautiful what you just kind of described the entire episode. So thank you for sharing. Thank you so much. I can't wait to talk more with you and I can't wait to hear the podcast and see where you guys go with this. I'm really, really excited that, that you're doing this. And uh, I think that's going to, I think it's going to be an amazing thing for everybody. So thanks for having me. Yeah. Perfect. Absolutely. We'd love to have you back in future episodes. If you want to talk more about different topics. So like I said, thank you for being on here with me. Thanks. Well, thank you. Ty. Thank you. Bye-bye.